Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Everybody, this is In Liberty and Health episode. Oh, I normally check that. I can't believe I just dropped the ball right <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> episode 28. Um, on the other line, I got Angela Pence. No relations, as far as I know, unless uh, there's no. something else going on. <laughs> God, <laughs> unless, no. <laughs> yeah, unless there's something else going on there. Um, how you doing? I am doing well. And there is no relation because I did check um, because I would have been mortified. Um, but they're actually, when we, when my family came overseas or well, part of my family, um, part of them, uh, colonized up in Indiana, Illinois area and the other part colonized in Alabama. And so I'm part of the Alabama Pences, not the, uh, not the crew that, uh, Mike Pence is from. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You, you're, you're probably much better off. You know, the, uh, I'm so better off. <laughs> the people might look at people from Alabama a little weird. Like, uh, you know, you, you, you get a little close to your cousins and family pictures, but, uh, right. you know, at least you're not shooting each other up in Indiana or Illinois. No, you know? <laughs> no, no. Or, tra- or, or creepy, you know, guys yeah. actually are not attracted to me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of use that as a gauge too, you know, cause they always like seem to kind of go around Mike Pence. Of course mm-hmm. there's the whole conspiracy theory. <laughs> as to why but um no they're not attracted to me so not the same blood (laughs) okay all right right. so now that we established that um (laughs) what kind of brought you to the liberty movement you know everyone has a story it's either ron paul or uh kind of like loosely from the gary johnson campaign uh you know what uh made you decide to become a libertarian and then i will also kind of tack on to why you're running Right. So I actually came on board um, during Gary Johnson's campaign. Um, my, I, in my area, there was a little affiliate and I, I couldn't bring myself to vote for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. And so that's when I was like, well, okay, well, what do I do? Right. Yeah. So where, where am I at? And um, so I found this little affiliate and um, 
just connected with them. And at that point, I mean, that was pretty much it. Um, I loved the principles. I felt like it really resonated with me. Um, so I campaigned for Gary Johnson and I was campaigning also for um, an independent that was running here locally. And um, it was super funny because, of course, yeah, everybody was waving Trump signs here. I mean, the Democrats are virtually non-existent here. So everybody, you know, at the polling places was, you know, with their Trump signs and their faces like they had masks. It was really weird. Um, it was it was very uh, it was very. Um, oh, God, what is that purge purge like? It was very <laughs> creepy. Um, but it was nonetheless, I stood out there and. Um, I had my Gary Johnson sign, my one Gary Johnson sign. And back then, of course, you know, I mean, I, I feel like it, the movement was just kind of getting started. So throughout from then to 2020, I just kind of stayed with my affiliate. I wasn't really, we, we weren't really connected to the state party. We were just kind of doing our own thing. And um, in that time, in that time frame, I had worked on a couple local GOP campaigns and in the the last one I worked, I was like, I can't, I, I can never do this again um, because of how corrupt it was. And so while I became a libertarian back in 2015, it took several years for me to finally, like, really realize, oh, my God, you know, that like this is the stuff I saw was so corrupt <laughs> that it was insane. And I must've been drinking at least like a, a, a handle of Jack Daniels a night just to deal with it. Like it was terrible. From the and, GOP uh, um, campaign yeah. run? Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Um, from dealing with local GOP candidates. So, cause we don't, again, have any Democrats here. Um, so yeah, I worked on multiple different campaigns and um just seeing how things played out and how people were and how the establishment really was, um, was really bad. And so I say that I went full bore libertarian, um, in 2020. And that's when I, you know, had made the decision that I would never support a GOP candidate again and, um, or a Democrat, but again, that that's not really relevant. So I, um, I, I actually, funny story, um, we had our little libertarian affiliate page on Facebook, right? And before like the mass pulling down and everything, one of my pages was the first ones to get yanked down. And so I connected with the state party and I was like, uh, my affiliate page is like gone. They, they took it down and they're not giving me any like indication of what we did. I mean, this was a really mild group. There was no like anything to constitute it being taken down and i was i was ripped i probably should have asked you beforehand if, I, if it's okay to cuss <laughs> oh my god jesus christ i'm pretty sure i opened up the first couple sentences about every single show swearing my mouth off so no you're good don't worry about it oh <laughs> um, i had somebody not long ago i was on a podcast and i i went back and heard myself bleeped out so many times i was like oh no probably should have thrown that one out there no but my anyway. god i'm way too lazy to bleep out swear words and plus i i swear too much i wouldn't be able to censor myself i couldn't do it yeah couldn't oh do it. god um so i was like yeah like literally what the fuck so they ended up um yeah just kind of connecting me within the state party and it really, I just got super involved from there. Um, I ended up, we had to, we had to recreate our 
page um we never got it back uh so we had to redo that so we did and then um I started working on various projects with LP Georgia and then found myself working on um Joe and Spike's campaign uh, most of last year yeah so um that was that was pretty much it and I've just kind of been going going since yeah that's that's an awesome story um I forgot to mention this at the very beginning of the show, but you were the first female guest I've had on in almost 30 episodes. So oh, wow. <laughs> congratulations. I had to Yay. mention that. I couldn't let that go. <laughs> Yay. We, we kind of connected through uh, Shane Hazel because I had him on my show and um, I can't remember if you like to tweet his or something along those lines, but I saw Probably. either he mentioned you or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, are you guys like around the same area or um, do you have, did you work on his campaign when he was GOP or, you know, both? Um, so, no, I actually didn't meet Shane until last year. Okay. And um, I, I, Shane is, he is a one man wrecking crew, right? I mean, he has it like all locked down. So mm-hmm. he just, like, I don't even now, I work as candidate support for LP Georgia and okay. I don't even, I don't even bother him because I know he's got it under control. Yeah. Um, but I, so I found him um, last year and through all of the events, cause I, um, I helped organize and do most of the Southeast tours that Joe and Spike did. And so that's how we were looking for speakers and um, that's how I met him. And through listening to him and just like really getting to know him, that's how, I mean, I consider him a, a friend of mine now. I mean, we, we are not close to each other. Um, he actually lives about an hour south of me. But um, we, uh, anytime there's an event or anything like that, he's one of the first people I call. So <laughs> I'm like, we just got to get you everywhere. We, we have to get you out in, in front of as many people as we can. And um, I think we're very similar on a lot of things. And I think that um, definitely helps, you know, we, in a multitude of different things, right? So, you know, just our families are quite similar. And um, so there's a lot of like, you know, just common ground there. So we just get along as friends. Sure. So um, where would you kind of put yourself on this libertarian spectrum? Because I consider myself an anarcho-capitalist and I understand that that's kind of utopian. So Mm -hmm. people get lost in this minutia, but, you know, kind of where would you fall? Because there's some people who consider themselves a little bit more along the left-leaning end of the spectrum, where they're perhaps more concerned about social issues versus right-wing people, you know, give or take, kind of uh, right. more about economic issues. So where um, would you consider yourself along that spectrum? I am right down the middle. Um, I, I definitely, uh, and I, I'm very proud of that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm glad that I, I can see things from so many different perspectives. Sure. And um, it's because I've, I've been around so many different people, you know, mm-hmm. and and so I, I never think that I just have the answers because I, I don't, you know, I mean, as soon as I think that I'm like solid on one thing or one belief, somebody will chime in and, and give valid points. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I, things I never thought about. Um, but I, I feel like if I had, I, I, I feel like I lean a little more conservative, um, sure. than I, than I do, um, more on the left side, just simply because of my upbringing um, and and 
how I grew up. I mean, I grew up in one of the reddest districts in the United States. So there was that, that served me in my beliefs, but also there was a lot of, um, I think deconditioning that had to happen there too. Right. Because of just where I'm at. So, um, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm, I very much so am about social justice, criminal justice reform. Um, but it was hard for me last year, um, especially there was a lot of navigating that I had to figure out because like when, you know, the whole ACAB, you know, all cops are bad. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, you know, th- three of my friends down the road that work for the city police department, like they're not bad people. And I know, I know them because I grew up with them. You know, they're the people that will literally give you the shirt off their back. You know, they're not these people out here, you know, beating down doors or, you know, shooting people unjustly or anything like that. So like navigating stuff like criminal justice reform has been quite interesting for me because yes, you know, there, there are very obviously some very bad cops. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, there's some that are not. So I've kind of crafted my, my view of that is that there has to be better training. And that is something that I am very passionate about because I, I do know police officers that are great people, but at the same time, you know, we have to be able to hold the ones that aren't accountable you know and the same goes with military I mean there was the 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 you know distrust and distaste for the military at one point last year and that was hard to swallow because we're a military family (laughs) so it was like oh god you know I understand from like protesters point of view right you know all of a sudden here's National Guard and you know they're they're doing their job but you know, is that, I mean, is that really them or is that what they're, it's what they're being told to do. And I know that for a fact, because again, we're a military family and we had to have that discussion. I mean, I had to have that discussion with my partner, like, okay, well, I mean, you know, he's, he's almost 16 years in, you know, and it's like, well, who, who, what is your job? I mean, is your job to go down here and, you know, yeah, push these protesters back, tear gas them, beat them, everything else. I said, is that really your job? Or is your job to, you know, protect us from a tyrannical government? I said, because right now I think it's really up for question, like where, where we're at, you know? So it's, it's, it's been interesting navigating, but on most issues, I am, I'm pretty right down the middle. I think that, um, you know, I'm very much so a, I just want people to be able to live their lives and, you know, not have other people tell them how they should do that. You know, I don't care if somebody is gay. I don't care if somebody is trans. I don't, yeah. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't impact me. Right. I mean, that doesn't, if, as long as they're not harming me or harming other people that, I mean, that doesn't impact me. So, you know, it's, I, like I said, I'm, kind of right down the middle I I had somebody ask me if I if where I was um the other day and I feel like I I I teeter between an anarchist and a menarchist because in a perfect like in my mind I would love to see the government burn (laughs) there are many times I'm like just you know if you could just just burn it to the you know just burn it just burn it to the ground you know but at the same time I'm also very realistic about like what we're working with 
you know, it's, I, I mean, that, that is not realistic right now. What is realistic is getting into office and chipping away at it, you know, as, as much as you can and getting more and more people to chip away at it to get that federal government down to a smaller size. Um, and then to a point in which I, I, I am a huge believer that not that, that humans are good people. Like humans are, are naturally good. I mean, obviously there's some that are just not, but the majority are good. And I truly feel like what it, why do we need somebody over us, you know, to make us do the right things? You know, I'm a firm believer that society really does wash out the shit bags. So, I mean, it may not happen immediately, mm-hmm. but it eventually does. I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, if you look back through history, I mean, that's, that's what happens. So people are just afraid of that. People are so conditioned to think that they have to be told what to do and how to do it. And if they don't have all of these laws to protect them, right, that somebody is is going to come in and and harm them or harm their business or whatever. So it's it's an interesting place to be, really. (laughs) It's It's interesting. Yeah. And and I think most people do inherently have kind of a sense of property and property rights because you don't want things stolen from you. And you kind of understand that when you start doing that unto other people, that that may be reciprocated onto you. So I'm not necessarily a believer in karma, but eventually things do kind of work out. And I think libertarians understand that the best because we understand free market economics. You know, most libertarians come from the Austrian school economics. So we kind of understand the way that a free market has to work. And if you are engaging in bad business practices, then eventually that's going to come back around to bite you in the ass. So, um, that was always one attractive part about libertarianism to me. Um, on a lot of social issues, it seems like a lot more libertarians are kind of leaning towards the social conservative side, which I would definitely consider myself more of that kind of breed of libertarian, where I don't necessarily have a problem with people that want to engage in sex work or you know pornography or anything like that. Right. But I understand the stigma more and more, and I don't want to say it's necessarily a healthy thing, but... I know I plan to have kids and if my son or daughter had told me that they wanted to go engage in the adult film industry, I wouldn't tell them, I wouldn't put a gun to their head and tell them no, (laughs) but I'd be like, come on, man. Can we please not? (laughs) Yeah. Like of all the things that we can do, I I believe you could do something better. So, and like I said, it's not that I think that should be illegal, but I think this, I, I, I don't want to say the stigma, the stigma is healthy, but I think it's mm-hmm. there for a reason. And I do think that uh, nuclear families are incredibly important. And um, I, it was funny. I was out to eat with a uh, friend of mine who considers himself a uh, pretty much a socialist. And I enjoy talking to people like that because it, it kind of makes you think on your toes because this person mm-hmm. has a completely opposite worldview of you. So it's really interesting to kind of yep. battle ideas out and bounce things off each other. And like I said, it makes you question your own beliefs and have to defend where you're standing. So, um, yeah, I, I like I said, it seems like more and more people kind of gravitate towards social conservatism. And I think that also resonates with people who aren't libertarians. So since you kind of came from a red district, I'm guessing a lot of people are there probably Trump guys, neocons, people, you know, they hate us for our freedom, back the blue. Um, is that kind of your experience around where you live? um yes and no um there's definitely this is how i describe it right 
is when we had people like Marjorie Green come on the scenes and Donald Trump, for example, the GOP split. And so you have this, and, and you can see it here definitely. You have this, this smaller group that really is like that, you know, um, but the, the majority are not. And that's what makes me so sad about how my district is portrayed um, by somebody like Marjorie Green, because that is not how we are. You know, the mass majority of us are not racist. The mass majority of us are not um, authoritarian, which is very much so what she is. Um, you know, the, the most every most everybody here is pretty moderate the problem is is that one side is louder and that has been what has kind of been shown but i you know i mean yeah they uh, there were several people on you know the trump train that was the big thing and then i think as the election played out last year i think that was the breaking point for a lot of them um because he just i mean I'm not going to say there was not any voter fraud. Um, and I'm not going to say that because I know that we had an issue with our own um, poll watchers getting in down in Fulton County. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that there was no wrongdoing period. But that man has wasted how much money, you know, like trying to cram down everybody's throat that he, he really did win no but you didn't yeah whether it was rigged whether it wasn't yeah. but whatever you know you you didn't and I think people saw how that played out they saw how January 6th played out and they're like oh god oh and they recognize that that is not what they want to be associating with and so they've kind of veered off actually I have seen more more of the folks that have identified with the GOP in the past come to me and are interested in the libertarian movement. Um, okay. Yeah, um, because they like, it's, it's a very interesting place to be really, because if you think about it, somebody like Marjorie Green, right? She's bucking the system. She's, you know, at face value, she is fighting for our individual freedoms and she, and yeah that. and she sounds yeah. good on some issues because she has a yes. populist energy about her absolutely but when you start getting into the nitty-gritty of it really all it is is yeah i mean those are great things like i'm not even going to argue i i don't think we should have vaccine mandates i really don't yeah. you know but at the same time when you look at her stance on it she wants the government to like force businesses to not be able to do that which I don't think that's right either you know so people are starting to see things like that and they they do love the idea of liberty they do and they're all fed up with the government and the way the government's working and they're seeing that okay well here's this group that loves those same things and you know they really are more moderate but they're not that shit crazy, you know, or they're not trying to instill an authoritarian government. It's like trading one shit for another shit. And as she like Marjorie goes on and on about socialism and how we should be afraid of socialism when she is literally almost the same exact thing, just on the yeah. other side. Right. You know? And that's kind of the way it seems with the GOP and Trump. I, I, the first two years, 
I really liked him because of, um, you know, I was bought on the train, you know, because uh, so I'm an auto mechanic. So obviously all the guys I work with are boomer conservatives, right? I mean, these guys would mm-hmm. yeah. like take a bullet for Trump in a freaking heartbeat. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in rural Pennsylvania, right? I, I mean, you still drive everywhere. There are Trump signs bigger than my fucking house. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Yep. People love Trump. But um, b- before I go on a little tired here, it's very interesting that it's for you your experience was that people are starting to kind of leave the gop for the libertarian party that's very surprising for you because in rural areas i i do not think that's the way it's going to play out but it's i'm glad that you've had a different experience but my experience has been Mm -hmm. um that these people just will not give an inch i mean they will justify the gun control that he did they'll justify the spending if these Mm -hmm. guys if trump said let's go to war with china these guys would tie their boots and stand yes. on the side of the highway waiting for a fucking bus and that would never come <laughs> no right but that's the bad part is that look when you deal when you use populism and i'm not against it but when you use it in that manner and you have somebody that just is a hammer in search of a nail and china happened to be the nail and mm-hmm. you know we were the guys kind of you know pounding away at them you know because what is china do china produces stuff you know they yeah. have slave labor which is wrong but we're right. the assholes that print up the debt and send them money and they send us right. stuff so um china looked like a nail to trump so he drove that nail down and now you have this huge you know people are china hawks they're iran hawks because they think we should go to war with iran too yeah. and uh, someone in the gop ran paul to his credit you know they kind of pulled away the gop from their bloodthirsty warmongering <laughs> right right um, it, it's it's not good, but that's kind of why I don't see the GOP as much of a uh, good vehicle for liberty because it just doesn't seem like they have an appetite for it. But uh, um, basically, my whole point here is that I'm glad that your experience is different, and I hope that's kind of a sign of the tide changing. Marjorie's mm-hmm. batshit nuts, but she has some good talking points. But right. um, I haven't spent enough time looking at her voting record, but I'm sure if Donald Trump was in and Donald Trump said, well, I need to push vaccine mandates because it's the greatest <laughs> vaccine ever. You'll all love it, I promise. Then she would she would vote for it she as a lot of GOP absolutely. guys would. It's just because Joe Biden's in there that now they want to play tough. And right. this is kind of a optimistic thing for right wingers is that, um, and I think this is what a lot of the GOP libertarian guys kind of want to use. They want to use Republicans as essentially useful idiots to push libertarian ends, which if you're successful at that, cool i'm not against that because we both win libertarians win gop guys win because the gop libertarians and libertarians both want the same ends we just see different means so does it seem like that is changing because you said there are people coming up to you so people seem more interested in the libertarian party than they do with kind of the mainstream gop which kind of is the populist right right Right. So, yeah. So I'll preface this by saying I live in a pretty pretty rural area. Um, Most of my district actually is quite rural um, other than they um, through gerrymandering. Um, We're trying to break up the uh, very Democratic Cobb County. So they took out two counties from my district that are super rural, like um, Carlson and Paulding, and they replaced it with part of Cobb. Oh, oh um, I see how that can yeah. Okay. All right. Which sorry. Is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is so weird. And actually, I was pretty upset about it, um, which is funny because, like, everybody's like, Angela, that is 
great for you because you know you can speak to issues that that you know democrats are about and a democrat most certainly isn't ever going to win here and um i was like yeah but the the problem is is i am from rural georgia right i live in a small town i they uh, we have farms everywhere yeah you know, like how am i you know from rural ass georgia going to represent these folks from literally like right outside of atlanta i said the needs for both are so incredibly different yeah you know but um i think that a lot of kind of what we're seeing here um georgia is is a swing state um so that's part of it um we are in this really interesting atmosphere right now where the libertarian party in general is really gaining some crazy traction um like this upcoming year and 2022 we have uh 16 candidates confirmed that will be running and we plan on having at least 20 um and people like are receptive to that um you know a lot of these folks i've been around to the affiliates and um you know they're doing hand-in-hand stuff um with like the gop because most places again unless you're inside of like atlanta or savannah or columbus you know everything else is red so we're having to partner with you know the gop on certain things the same thing here um where i live so you know you figure these people the, the these affiliates and the libertarians are getting out here and they're getting active in their communities and they're meeting and working with all of these people and i think that's where the key is because they're making these connections with you know their community and then they're turning around and running for office and you know so not only is the the message spreading and people are like hey you know yeah, you know what? I like that. I am because I, I truly do believe that most people fall moderate um, with with everything. You know, I, they may identify one way or the other, but I truly believe that most people fall in that moderate category, especially, you know, on the GOP side. Yeah, you know, most most of the time you don't. It's not people that yeah, there's obviously hot topic issues, abortion, um, things like that. But yeah otherwise they are they really don't care who people marry you know they really don't care if people are smoking pot you know i mean so they they fall in that and i think that's a lot of kind of what we're seeing people not to mention the gop here keeps running the literally the shittiest candidates they could possibly find which is blows my mind like Mm -hmm. it and and i have i mean i've seen it from from the back end too and it's like what what are you thinking like you if you want to survive i had this conversation with somebody the other day i said if the gop wants to survive they better fucking step up i said and put up these moderate candidates because if you're going to back these far alt-right folks you're not going to make it like the gop is not going to make it and if somebody would have asked me that two years ago i would have said nope uh, i 100 percent think that we're going to see the democratic party fall before we see the gop Mm-hmm. And because they're a shit, they're a shit show in their own right. But the mm-hmm. more I've seen the GOP and how they have been responding and reacting, you know, I, I think what we're going to end up seeing is this. And, and it's always it's already poised to do so. If you see the stuff that like Marjorie Green and Donald Trump, um, Matt Getz, yeah, you know, people like that, they're pushing this America first, right? Yeah. 
So the America First is actually a political platform. Donald Trump filed a third party in the state of Georgia um, called America First. And so what it is, is this whole other platform that really is pretty much white supremacy, just like with a bow on top of it. And um, you'll see them talking about it consistently. She has been actually, because I went through her FEC filings because I'm nosy and I wanted to see where all the money was going because she's one of the most well-funded politicians and she's traveling all over the United States on her campaign money, traveling all over the United States. Well, what they're doing is they're going around and they're yeah preaching this America first. So what's going to end up happening is people are either going to get on board with this far right or they're going to be pushed completely out. Well, what's going to happen when those folks are pushed completely out? Where do they have to go? And the only place they really do have to go is the Libertarian Party. So I think we're going to, I think we're seeing it a lot in Georgia because our state affiliate is very active. Um, our little affiliates within the state affiliate is very, very active. So we're making those connections and we're already in a swing state. There's a lot of interesting factors that are really playing into what we're seeing happen in Georgia right now, whereas not everybody else, you know, has, has kind of caught up to that yet. But I think we're going to see it more and more as we continue to like dive into this, you know, shit show. I think we're going to see it more and more. And I absolutely will not be surprised if Georgia is one of the first states that eventually does go gold. You know, it may seem way out there, super far-fetched, but we have so many hardworking activists in the state that, you know, that are just building these incredible bridges. And we've got amazing candidates that are coming out of Georgia that are getting national attention. I mean, Shane is on Fox, you know, all the time now. You know, so, I mean, we've got candidates that are, are running good races. They're getting national attention. And I think we're going to see, we're going to see a couple wins. And when we do, I think we're going to see other states just kind of following suit. Yeah, well, so a lot of people kind of say, especially from the GOP libertarian side, that they don't think the libertarian party is relevant enough. But I really don't think that's the case anymore because, no. okay, so in my state, Pennsylvania alone, there's over 125 elected libertarians. Granted, they're not like, mm -hmm. there's a few mayors, um, like constables, auditors, uh, inspector of elections. So they're not all huge seats, but there's something to be said That's about big. that. Right, right. Yeah. And, and like I said, they may not have a huge seat, but like there's the tide is changing. It's yes. not like it's just going to be everyone's libertarian tomorrow. It's, right. it's a slow grind. So I don't think it's the mm -hmm. same deal as, you know, 1988 Ron Paul or 2016 Gary Johnson or even 2020 Joe Jorgensen. Right. Um, I do think a lot more people are starting to look locally because after this last two years, um, mm -hmm. people realize like this is not what we want. And even Republicans were bad on it. You know, they signed on to all the stimulus and it, it just yeah. when you hear people say Biden inflation or Biden. Inflation. Oh, I know. And, and, like, you, you haven't seen Biden inflation yet. Yeah, Biden. right. <laughs> well, it, it's, so it's like, okay, well, you're not wrong entirely because look, the dude's been in government for 50 years and he was vice president to Obama for eight years as Obama doubled the debt and got us into all sorts of different wars. So you're not wrong. Right. But your guy spent just as much as Obama did in four years yep. and then handed everybody free money. And 
Yes. Um, speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, I, I, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. Did you read what she was trying to impeach Biden over? Um, no, no, I didn't because I saw she was doing it and I was just like, okay. <laughs> so she she was impeaching, and some of the stuff I, I agree with her on some stuff, right? right? So she was she wanted to impeach him over the Afghanistan withdrawal, which. Right. Okay, yeah, could have been done better, but much we need, better. Yeah, we we we, we we had to get out of there. I mean, there was no, we had to leave. Yeah, I mean, we were there for twenty years. There's no more reason for us to be hanging out. If we want to go play in the sand, we can go down to Florida, wherever. Um, right. One of the things that she wanted to impeach Joe Biden for is the eviction moratorium. <laughs> Think about that. I, I brought that up so many times. When I read that, I'm like, oh my god. Like <laughs> everybody made a big deal about Donald Trump getting impeached, which okay, they right. want to impeach him on false charges. I agree, that's bullshit. Yeah, right. But you right. can't. But like, if you're gonna say I'm gonna impeach our current president for something that our guy signed into law, like yeah, you, you don't that's see how that turns around on you. But like, there's that's... no reflective, you know, no like, None. oh well, maybe this could get turned around on us. Nope, she doesn't, and that's the thing. Like, if you see. A lot of her stuff is actually like that. Like, I feel like there, whoever is running that woman's social media, which I think part of it has to be her because she's just too controlling. I don't see her giving too much rain, but of course she has to have a team, right? So I, I sit there and I think, I'm like, like, who told you this was a good idea? Like, who, who told you this was a good idea? Who, what made you think? that the, and it's been several things i mean i can literally go i say she's the gift that keeps on giving because literally every other day there's something else that's just yeah. so asinine that it's like what you know like what what you know so i i i am i am not shocked when she does stuff like this anymore you know but the problem is is so many people are not on twitter right or they're not like we so we broke down actually my demographic um a couple weeks ago and most of my voting demographic is 60 and up like that is the largest chunk of voters the rest like the next largest is the 50 to 60 and then the rest are falling behind and those people they're not on twitter right so they don't say the bullshit yeah, she's I, don't, I don't think god's waiting room is hanging out on twitter no no <laughs> not at all not at all i'm, I'm no. sorry that, that might have been a little <laughs> off color but i did uh, yeah no no my my grandmother doesn't even have the internet man so like you know so they don't see any of this right and they only get yeah, what they hear on on TV is pretty much what it is, or the radio, um, and of course that's you know depending on where you're listening to it from can can go one way or the other. So a lot of these folks are listening to like Fox News or something along those lines, and so they're not seeing stuff like that. If they could really see like some of the shit she comes up with, I'm sure several of them would be like you know so it's it, and that's what sucks is not you know not everybody can not everybody sees that stuff it's just like our fbc filings right no i mean that bitch spent a thousand dollars on a lunch in washington who the fuck you feeding a thousand dollar lunches to like uh, that's what i said i was like the fuck you know and so like i'm looking through a donor list and i'm like for every like 
50 folks from all over the United States. There's maybe one donor from Georgia, maybe. You know, and of course the rest of this money is coming. This is what cracks me up. You know, she talks about how she's for the people, blah, 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 blah. She's got all this super PAC money. And so, you know, the general population, again, doesn't understand, you know, most, most people don't understand how super PACs work or, you know, how these little, these, not little, but these organizations that are funneling money into things, when they do that, they dictate your messaging. So they say, okay, we're going to give you this, but this is what's important to me. Right. So, yeah, it said they don't understand that the shit she's coming out with as far as like messaging and stuff, that's that's not being funded by us. That's not half the shit she says. People here is it's completely irrelevant to them. They could give a shit less. But, you know, her big money to pay for her thousand dollar lunches, you know, is is funneling that in. So. It is, it is interesting, but I, like I said, I do see people kind of waking up to it. And I do think that we're going to see, I, I do think in my lifetime, we're going to see the Libertarian Party become one of the major parties. I completely agree. And I definitely think mm-hmm. it seems like it's going that way just because the victories state by state by state, and they may be mm-hmm. little, I, I think it's opening up more and more and you know specifically like you said down in georgia to have someone like shane who was able to stand up and say ain't doing it ain't bowing out i right. can't endorse anybody i mean that and i told him this that on was my show. great yeah i <laughs> and one of the most respected people in like all of politics ran freaking paul i mm-hmm. mean that show he did with him was pretty embarrassing for rand and i'm a huge rand paul fan just because right. the dude's he's ron paul's son and he's good on almost everything but right. then you literally go on shane's show telling him hey you should endorse this guy who has like a 20 percent constitutional oh, wow. yeah vote for this dude with a 20 percent constitutional voting record it's like look right. if you want to turn libertarians over the gop give us something here you know throw us a bone. Oh god yeah, yeah anything but, but you're, you're just going to tell us well you know we're we're the lesser of two evils so right we should probably get your vote like just just to get it just yeah. to get it they're entitled oh. to it they think yeah and that's the this makes me so fucking angry <laughs> but mm-hmm. people yeah. will say oh if libertarians just stayed home then trump would have won the election or oh well libertarians should go out and vote because those votes are, you're voting for the democrat party or you're voting for the republican party like first mm-hmm. of all fuck you do you ever right. think maybe for candidates didn't fucking suck we would yep. vote for them did right? you ever think about that? Did you ever think Donald Trump? Did you ever think maybe if you would have came through on a single fucking thing, if you would have not pushed gun control, if you wouldn't have fucking, if you would have pulled out at least one war and not made all yeah. of them actually, then maybe we would have voted for you. It's, it, it, these people are like inept of thinking that oh, it, it 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 couldn't have been anything they did wrong. It could just be because, or it has to be libertarians or stupid. Just being assholes. Yeah. Or just being assholes. They should just stay home. <laughs> Just stay home. Don't vote. No. You know what? No. That needs to be the thing about us is that, look, if we're not going to win, and I think I really hope we do, and I think we will, then we need to be the people saying, look, if you want my endorsement, you better fucking line up and you better speak that liberty stuff and you better get the base route up and make them accepting of this message. Because if you're not going to do that, 
I will make sure you lose every single fucking election in your life. <laughs> Forever. That, that's what needs to happen, though, because that's what these people it's want. It's true. They want it's to get true. elected. So it's either, okay, either get the fuck out of the way and let the libertarians do the running. And look, if the libertarians mm-hmm. are going to be going on this issue, what pro- I hope you get primaried. I hope you get thrown the fuck out of office if you're not going to live up to what we elected you to do. Um, right. And Republicans, if you don't want to lose every single fucking election because of libertarians, start being good on anything because you're terrible mm-hmm. on everything. Awful. I don't have to say anything Absolutely about awful. Democrats because we know they're terrible at everything. We just know. <laughs> it, it, goes, it goes without saying. So once again, right. if these people want libertarians to vote for them, be good. Libertarians, if you want to get in, be good. The yeah. messaging needs to be there. You have to educate people. You have to be you have to be accountable in your office. That that's right. what's important to people. And it is. that's what the GOP seems to me has forgotten, but there's still enough yes. useful idiots that will just say, Oh, well, he's the lesser of two evils. Well, no, you don't we'll have to, vote for them. We have to reject that. We do. We absolutely do. And it's funny because I went um well, of course, we I, I we will never live down Shane here, right? We will never live down. <laughs> oh God, that, no! That no. he caused. It's, for, he it's caused for the better. Yes. Yeah. God bless. And then when God, when he decided he was going to run Purdue and was going to primary kid for governor, I was like, "What an ass clap! Like you were so you lost because you fucking suck and you're lazy. Like you couldn't even lift a finger to get out and even do any fucking work, right?" So anyway, I went up to Washington in October um, to a economic um, conference for Freedom Works, and um, it was so funny because we were in there, and me and my friend Andrea, we were the only libertarians there. Yeah, you know, the rest were were Republican, which is fine. But um, one of the guys he was talking um, about yeah you know, Republicans running and this and that, and he came over. And I think Andrea had asked a question and that's what brought him over. And he goes, well, what state are you from? And she goes, Georgia. And he goes, oh, oh, that's the, that's the state that, that lost us the election. Mm-hmm. And she said, he goes, Shane would have just, and I go, nope, no, nope. You cannot blame it on Shane. If y'all had a better fucking candidate, then that would have not been the case, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, you can't, if you want to try to, bl- and that's, that is one of the main problems with the Republican Party. They cannot accept that they are the problem. Mm-hmm. They cannot, they just can't do it. We've, and again, we've seen it with like Donald Trump. Cannot accept that they are the issue. And I'm, you know, whether they're going to go down on that ship or not, I don't know, you know, but until they can understand that they're not running good candidates, they're not doing what their own fucking party is supposed to be doing, right? right. Yeah, they're not living up to anything. They are not entitled to our votes. They're not entitled to their own fucking party's votes, you know? And I think, and, and Shane's election last year, showed because showed how people are so pissed off with the establishment because he didn't even campaign you know he he did his podcast he was self-funded right I think I've seen him out and about more this year than I ever did during the senate campaign Mm -hmm. and that motherfucker still ended up with like 
I it was some obscene number. I, mean, I think it was a hundred hundred fifteen thousand votes. Yes, total. yes, yeah. and, and so like people. So up in my, so I started breaking down from like the counties up here. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got an obscene, he did better than Joe up here and people had never even seen him, you know, in person or anything like that. Yeah. So that alone, and I thought to myself, good Lord, you know, that, that right there tells you how fed up people are and they're seeing the bullshit and they're starting to see it. And the Republicans are doubling down on this well you should just vote for us you should vote for us because they're scared because they know that it's coming but you know what you're either going to fix it or you're not that it's not our fucking job to save save you from fucking up that's not our job mm -hmm. you know and hopefully for them they figure it out but i i don't know i just i, I don't hold my breath for that one i don't I don't think they will. So I think we'll see. I uh, will see the collapse of their party within the next, uh, you know, it may not even take eight years, honestly. I mean, I think we're going to see it continue because like Purdue was backed by Trump because he hates Kemp, which is, I think, fucking hilarious because Kemp was so all about Trump for like the longest time, right? And then to see, so our mandates last year, Trump, you know, was, okay. I'm uh, glad you brought that up because I wanted to get on to this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I want to talk okay, about this too. Yeah, no, good. So, <laughs> Trump, of course, was wishy washy, right? You know, he couldn't decide whether he wanted it or he didn't we, want to do it. We locked down, it was the greatest lockdown ever. I locked down better than anybody, it's <laughs> <Right? laughs> something like that. But he he criticized Kemp for not locking down, if I remember correctly. He criticized him for opening up too soon. So, what's funny okay, about yeah. that though is Kemp so we had two weeks where yeah we were shut down and it wasn't even like a, if you don't shut down like you know you're getting fined or anything it was just like I really think y'all should shut down you know so we had two weeks that two weeks passed right and Kemp's like you know what I'm gonna open up and Trump is like you know what that's good that's yes you do that you do that and so like Trump is fanning that fire right Kemp goes on. He's like, yeah, you know what? We're opening back up everything. Two days later, two days. Trump is like, no, 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 no. I don't know why he's doing that one down there. He's opening up too soon. And I was like, I was like, how does that buzz feel, Kemp? Because he just fucking nailed you, buddy. My and Kemp, God. But Kemp went on. You know, he was like, nah, fuck you, bud. You know, and open back up our state and we have you know we have not had a lockdown or anything like that since you know which is one thing I can say that he I think did right um you know and and he even through the whole election thing Kemp you know he 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 stayed as far away from it really as he could which was probably the smart thing to do um you know because of course we were part of that whole controversy where fucking trump was calling brad raffensperger and being like you need to find me you know 1200 votes or whatever find me the votes <laughs> and brad was like uh i can't do that <laughs> you know just uh, i mean i don't know what you're looking for but mm. no <laughs> well, i had uh you know who reed coverdale is right yes um when he was on my show, mm -hmm. I can't recall. It might have been after um, we were off air, but um, he said it wasn't so much that Biden won; it was that Trump lost. Because right. in twenty twenty, 
he fell apart like completely and this was the most upsetting part about his um trump as a whole is that as a candidate in 2015 Mm -hmm. 2016 he sounded like a ron paul almost he said the government's a bubble held up by low interest rates and the stock market's a bubble you know Mm -hmm. the obama stock market's a bubble the uh unemployment rate is a farce because the you got to look at the labor force participation rate like everything you say was right was good right spot on but then he gets in and then he says well look at the stock market it's so great (laughs) just complete and total three yeah one eight yeah complete and total 180 and then in 2020 like that first debate he and his thing is to go for the jugular but you know when you don't let your opponent kind of pants themselves and that's all you had to do all you have to do is let joe biden speak for two seconds and people will be like whoa (laughs) but but (laughs) but he couldn't he couldn't oh look his son his son in ukraine he just fucking mm-hmm, had to yeah. keep going and people saw that and you know he's complaining about his economy being a mess and then he shut things down and then he said oh no we have to open up and then you're supposed to be this fiscal conservative but then you're sending everybody stimulus checks yeah um it, it was like you, you don't look like a fucking republican at this point no, I, I can't tell the difference between you and, i can't tell the difference between you or bernie sanders at this point so no absolutely you, you know and, and people think this biden economy is so bad well the only reason why it's so bad is because trump fucked everything up and then right. you know before him obama fucked everything up it's been a long line of people kicking the can I down the road up. Yeah. yeah, and no one wanted to take responsibility for it, and that's part of right. the reason why Trump, you know, ne- um, negotiated the withdrawal from Afghanistan to be, you know, if he wasn't elected because he didn't want that to fall apart on his watch. But right. uh, you know, I, I've I've said this a few times now, but the more and more you learn about Trump, the more and more you know, like what he knows, and you see how his presidency played out and how things are going now. It's almost like he literally came in as a fucking wrecking ball that was paid yeah. to be that wrecking ball, and then yep. fucking leave. Because what's he doing now? He's sipping a cocktail or eating McDonald's down Mar-a-Lago and the yeah. economy's fucking destroyed after he did so much to wreck it. So much shit. Yep. Absolutely. And, and now That's it all I've falls said. apart on the Democrats' watch. Oh, absolutely. That's but, what I always said mm-hmm. was that I thought that it was just too fucked up. It was just mm-hmm. too fucked up that and he I'm he is not stupid by any stretch. No. But he most certainly I could see somebody offering him money and telling him, you know, well, yeah, this, that, whatever, and him saying, "All right, I'll do it." And, and yeah, just tell, just tell me what are. I need to tell the people. Just- I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. You need me to lock down? All right, I'll destroy the economy, but I'll still tell him it's the greatest thing in the world. It's the Don't greatest worry. thing ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no one, yes. no one wore masks like me, and it's funny because you still hear interviews with him, and he's still saying, "Oh, the vaccine's the greatest thing in the world. I saved a hundred million lives." Well, now, well, you know, where are you, if you're supposed to be this warrior for freedom, where are you right. when people are losing their jobs, right? Yeah. Where are you when business owners are essentially having a gun pointed to their head and told, yes. look, if you don't want to enforce this, we're going to find you or we're going to throw you in a fucking cage. Yeah. Where are you? The leader, you know, the former leader of the free world, all you can do is talk about the vaccines and how great your rollout was. Like, this is the issue of our time now at this point. Yes that people mm-hmm. are now being required to undergo a medical procedure. And I'm not here to debate efficacy of the vaccine. I think right. it's mildly efficacious. I, I don't know. Right. COVID has some long-term implications, but so does the vaccine. This is a right. very nuanced conversation. Absolutely. But we have to kind of throw this nuance out 
if we're going to be telling people that they have to get this and they don't have, have a to choice. Have it. Exactly. That's the problem. Yep. That is absolutely the problem. I, I have, I will back this up and say years ago, my own children had adverse reactions to regular vaccines. And so we stopped vaccinating. And through that, there was a ton of research done, um, finding doctors that, you know, would actually work with us and things like that. Um, yeah, and so I, I, I've been pinned as an anti-vaxxer for years um, and, and ridiculed as such through the doctors and things like that. I was called stupid um, right in front of my kids one day. I had to literally hold Dan back because <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? Um, you know, because I, I didn't want my kids to have the MMR vaccine. You know, um, so it, it's funny. Yeah, I was, I was tagged with that for years. And these are studied vaccines right but they're so as I'm studying and as I'm learning and everything I found myself in groups and we're talking we're not talking small groups right we're talking hundreds of thousands of people with stories of adverse reactions saying I have a friend whose kid died you know 24 hours after a DTaP vaccine yeah so the the long-standing history here with vaccines period is that um you know that vaccine manufacturers cannot be held accountable that was put into law in the 80s that they cannot be held accountable period for any under time, nixon right um was it nixon or reagan i, I think, think it was. was reagan i think okay. it was reagan um so you know they all of a sudden the pharmaceutical companies have no liability right well after that we saw this huge surge in vaccines that kids had to get you know when our parents were kids you know it was like two or three now we're talking 14 15 16 vaccines that a child has to get right mm -hmm. so i'm studying learning everything stories upon stories upon stories upon stories you know of of you know vaccine reactions that have always been swept under the rug of course and so but even me I'm, I'm a healthy skeptic right so last year I had somebody tell me she goes we have to push back against the mask mandates because the next thing will be a mandatory vaccine and I thought no they will never do that. They, that is crossing the line. Too many people will push back. You know, that is too much, right? And then here we are. Right. And, you know, so here is a, va here are a, a vaccine, right? And you, like, you, can, you can chronologically watch all of this, right? That's what blows my fucking mind is you can watch how this all rolls out, right? and how at first it's the vaccine is what you know 100 safe i promise you i swear on my fucking life in 20 years when all these people have cancer you know then they're gonna we're gonna see those fucking like mesothelioma fucking commercials you were injured by the covid19 vaccine there's no fucking way they know how safe it is there is there's no way there's none. Yes, you can say that they've been studying the SARS virus and, you know, trying to prepare for a vaccine for years and years and years. But the reality of it is, is no, that this vaccine was put together for this pandemic, right? And, and just rolled out in a year. If not even that, 
you know, and then, so, okay, so number one, we have no long-term studies, none, none. Yeah, we are the long-term study. There's no long-term study on regular people. There's no long-term study on pregnant women. There's no long-term study on children, nothing. Okay, so that's the first, your first problem, right? Number one. Number two, they aren't held liable, period. It doesn't matter. You fucking get your kid a vaccine, they die. That's too fucking bad. You think the government cares? Absolutely fucking not. It was for the greater good. It's for the greater good. Because apparently the, the original story was we got to get everybody vaccinated, right? We got to get them vaccinated so that you know, we, can, we can create this, this herd immunity, right? And protect our, that's what it always is, this herd immunity. We're going to protect our, our you know, immunocompromised and this and that and this and that. Well, then studies come out that, oh no, the vaccine people are, they are more susceptible to transmit the virus. All right. So, oh, we told you, you didn't have to wear a mask anymore. You get this vaccine, you can go back to living life like normal. We promise you no more masks. You can gather everything, so on and so forth. Oh shit. But they're transmitting it more now. So you got to still wear a mask. Now, fuck you. You know, you are absolutely not. What? Yeah. So then, you know, you have your, your two doses, right? And then at this point, it's just a fucking joke because we're the way viruses work you know and, and they're mutating and so on and so that's i mean that's what a virus does right you know so you have one line of defense against it but viruses they're smart so they figure out other ways to get in and and attach on to cells and so then they mutate so what we've done is we've created this immune response you know supposedly we've created this immune response and now these viruses are mutating and now oh no we're shocked that there's you know a, a new variant new variant new variant new variant it will literally it will not stop i mean that is the science people keep saying follow the science that is the science it won't stop so at what point do you say that you're not going to get a booster anymore you know, because there, that will never stop. As long as the pharmaceutical companies can make money off that, which they will, I promise, drag that out as long as they fucking can, mm-hmm. you know, they, there will always be a new booster. So we've seen all this wishy-washy all over the place. I personally, I, I don't care what people decide to do. I, if you're vaccinated, great. If you're not, whatever. I don't, I, either way, I don't give a shit, you know. I, which, and so this is funny. I, you know, I've, I've been pegged as an anti-vaxxer for years and years and years. I got my vaccine. I got the shot. And I, I, so I spent, now this is my own personal story. So I will preface that. I'm not saying this is one way or the other. Yeah. I spent all last year going all over the Southeast. Most of the time, you know, if a place required me to wear a mask out of respect for that business, I wore a mask. Otherwise I did not wear a mask. I was around all sorts of people that I was not normally around for literally most of 2020. Never once got sick. Never once. I went through most of this year, never got sick. I ended up getting the vaccine because Dan was going to be mandated to get it. And I ended up getting it, got it. I was fine. No issues. Dan had to get, he had no choice. He got it. No, no issues. Three weeks later, we ended up with COVID. (laughs) So I was like, 
wow. what kind of fucking joke is this like i mean and it was i i will say it was mild i mean yeah. we you know i also though i run out of apothecary so i mean we had herbs and everything um yeah. you know so we were basting our immune system but yeah we all we all got covid so you know everybody gets sick it's whatever and i'm thinking yeah what a fucking joke yeah i spent a year and a half totally fine and then i get the shot and yeah i'm done well as soon as they started rolling out that they were going to require you know people to show these cards i fucking burnt mine i said i will never i made the choice to get the vaccine Mm -hmm. but i will absolutely not live in a world where you are going to be forced to show that you have had a medical procedure done that you don't even fucking believe in. Right. You know, the government doesn't even believe it. That's the biggest fucking joke ever. The government doesn't even believe in it. It's, yeah, all money. it's, it's so funny because everything they do literally says that they have like no confidence in the vaccines. Well, no, I, get no, vaccinated, I, but still wear a mask. Um, right. You can't spread it. Well, you can't spread it. And so the, you, what you said there kind of gets to the nuance of it, that it does seem like the vaccines help in just making it less bad, but right. like literally that's it. And no one knows that's by it. how much, no one knows by how long. Right. It's just like, hey, this may help. May not, but so, we're going to yeah, force right. you to get it. Right. And see, that's the problem. So yeah. if there was a case that it was very effective and nobody got it afterwards i'm not saying i'd be okay with a mandate but it's like okay at least you got solid ground but like look right. people There's have natural one. yeah people have natural immunity my fiance and i got it back in march it wasn't a big deal mm-hmm. at all i lost my taste and smell for a week and still worked out did everything i normally do um my fiance just lost her smell for a month that was literally it um you would have a case if it was 100 efficacious and you were going to eradicate COVID off the face of the earth but it seems like this goalpost keeps moving yes and you know hey take your first shot now get your second one get your third one and then they'll tell you oh well you don't know how long natural immunity lasts your fucking vaccine (laughs) lasts like a couple weeks two weeks (laughs) right And, and i got an antibody test three months after i had covid and my Mm -hmm. levels were still higher than people who were vaccinated so what's the deal here you know if they they came out and said um i had spike cohen actually on my show for my fourth episode and him and i were talking about um um vaccination and he said that uh the reason why places like israel and some other countries that have high vaccination rates the reason why they have such high vaccination rates because they were honest they said hey this may help this may not here it is it's free take it or don't right if you just came out and said that nobody would make a big deal and right. a lot of people would probably go get it but then when yep. you start telling people hey you have, have to no get choice. this then now you're going to piss people off and especially Absolutely. when there's so much conflicting messaging about it because nobody trusts anybody anymore you can't trust yep. the mainstream news you can't trust dr fauci you can't trust anybody telling you anything about COVID 19 anymore right. you, you have to sit down you have to read stuff and then even then it's like that's still choppy because you don't know uh, um i read an article it said uh first uh infant dies of covid 19 of covid 19 right you read to the bottom of the article you know what it says no final cause of death has been issued like (laughs) you're purposely trying to get people wound up but this is once again this is why nobody trusts the media and this is why people are waking up 
to the bullshit that's going on around them because a lot of people mm-hmm. got vaccinated and now they're here and well if i have to get boosted for the rest of my life i'm not gonna fucking What's do the it point? yes exactly. so um i've kept you for about an hour now um i i try to end on an optimistic note um it seems like you're as optimistic as i am about libertarianism and uh liberty the libertarian party in general going forward um do you see people waking up to all the bullshit that's going on and do you think people are uh ready for a change i do you know and i think that the things that are happening is is what's causing that you know it's it's the things like the mandates you know where people like you're very right um there's another part of your brain that is triggered when somebody says you have to do this you know when back in march last year when they were saying you know we're shut down and you know you need to stay in your house and everything i literally went to store every single day i hate going to the store like i literally i loathe walmart but my ass found myself at Walmart every fucking day. Why? Because they told me I couldn't go. You know, I mean, it was like, no, nah, I am going. I was also working with a nonprofit to get groceries for our community. But I, you know, I was like, no, you're not going to tell me not, you know, that I can't. No, fuck you. I, I will go to every, I'll go to every fucking store and I'll walk in there without my mask. You know, I, so, I mean. It, it's, it's very interesting. There's another part of your brain, right, that fires when somebody is like, you, you can't do this. And that is a very valid you know, point. It was something I had spoke with somebody about not long ago. If, if somebody, if they would have just said, like Spike had mentioned, you know, hey, we have this. If you want to get it, take it. You know, if you, if you don't, then you don't so many more people would have willingly gotten that vaccine and just because it it was available right instead of this whole you absolutely have to do it uh, well that the fuck I do and the fuck anybody else really does you know so yeah you see things like that that people are waking up um you see all over the world you know people are starting to see you know, people rising up um, for various different things, um, you know, and, and seeing how I think people are starting to understand that, especially COVID really, I think has shined a lot of light on that, that the government literally has no fucking idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So these people that, you know, are supposed to be these experts and these people that are supposed to be speaking for us have no fucking idea what they're doing. And they're backed by all of this big money from pharmaceutical companies and things like that, that are telling them what they want. And they're just, you know, driving things through. It's not, it's not in the interest of the people and people are starting to see that. And the more that that happens and the more that people like Joe Biden are, are shoving this down people's throat. I think the more we're going to see this turn where people are going to be like, no, and they're going to be looking to other places to find the answers. And the Libertarian Party is is poised to be that answer just because of, you know, our principles and how we are and who we are, you know, so I think we're going to see it, it, it is it is going to get worse and it's going to get a lot worse before it's going to get better. And I mean that in the fashion of just the nation you know, the, the economy, 
is just going to get substantially worse. Um, yeah, this whole vaccine mandate is, is going to get worse. Um, you know, things like that. And and there's finally going to be a breaking point. And when that breaking point happens, we're going to see this massive shift. Um, so I guess it's a good, yeah, a good, a good point to, uh, is that positive? Am I being positive about it? I'm telling us that we're all going to hell here in the next time. No, 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 no. You know what? It's, um, (laughs) I think that if we do play our cards right for 2022, 2024, then the libertarian party and will pull a lot of people in and people will finally realize that, you know, it, it shouldn't have had to take, you know, a, a 61% workforce participation rate and 30, probably by then almost $40 trillion in debt yeah. to uh, finally realize that, you know, just freedom is the answer. But I think that a lot of people are opening their eyes to that. And like I said, 2022, 2024, I'm very, very optimistic that um, a lot more people are going to be pulled into this direction and, um, you know, I think a collapse is inevitable, but if we open people's yes. eyes to what the fix is and how to maintain mm-hmm. things, you know, hard money and respect for property rights, then I think that we'll do very, very well after the collapse very, very quickly because we have right. the people, we have the technology, and, you know, this country's built for, you know, what it once was. And we can totally get back right. there if we just kind of listen to what our founders said and once again get back to just that principle of freedom and liberty. So, right. uh, Angela, thank you for coming on. Where can yeah. people find you? Where can people support you? Yeah, so you can find me at AngelaPence.com. Um, it's P E N C. It's such a weird name. I'm Mike Pence, but no relation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you won't find them flies around me. Um, <laughs> that is my website. Um, and my, all of my information is on there. You can also find me on Twitter, um, which is where you found me, um, Angela for 14. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, but I, I, I've actually graduated more to Twitter. Uh, I've grown up, I've become an adult. <laughs> I've graduated more to Twitter than I am on Facebook now. Um, so those are the best places to find me. Um, I definitely, you know, monetary donations is fantastic. Um, I have, you know, a filing fee that has to be paid in March. And so all of the money I am collecting is going towards that filing fee and, you know, just getting ready to hit the ground running. Um, because I, I think right now, I think, uh, Marjorie's just sitting back and waiting because, you know, I have to get, I have to petition, right. To go even go on the ballot. So I have to get um, minimum 4,000 signatures to go on the ballot. Um, now I'm going to pat it with 8,000 just because they like to throw signatures out. But um, I think she doesn't think I'm going to make it on the ballot, which is an unfortunate thing. Um, but I think once I do, then uh, it, it's, yeah, we have to be ready to go. And um, so that's what we're using all the funds for and you know, getting signed shirts, anything like that, ready to go um, to give out and really start hitting the ground running as once like I get on the ballot. So June through November. Nice, nice. Well, it seems like a lot mm-hmm. of um, people who are running as libertarians are kind of getting the jump on things now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, even earlier in the year, they were on kind of hitting the ground running. So yeah, I, I know everybody says like, this is the most important election or, you know, this one's going to be different, but I, I think 
libertarians are going to be taken a lot more seriously this time around and i think there's plenty of solid libertarians like yourself that are ready to uh go in and do real work for the people Mm -hmm. that uh sorely needs done yeah so uh once again thank you for coming on i'll end it here everybody this is in liberty and health episode 28 thanks everybody for watching and have a good one save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.